This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friends. Welcome. Today, in today's episode, I'm probably going to be a little bit quieter in terms of I'm not wearing my biking kit. And I noticed in the last episode, I, I could kind of hear my biking kit shuffle around, but I had just gotten home from a from a bike ride with a friend and I was so jazzed. I wanted to go ahead and just record the podcast ASAP. So <laughs> anyways, it's kind of funny to me. Hopefully you found it funny and hopefully that noise wasn't too annoying for you. But speaking of bike rides and workouts, today we're going to be talking about how to work out when your time is limited. Because let's be real, around the holiday season, um, really as well as any time of year, honestly, you know, birthdays, weddings, uh, busy work deadlines and schedules and the kids' sports seasons. And I mean, the list can go on and on. Am I am I right? There's times where your schedule could be absolutely slammed. And between work and personal obligations, and then if you add in family errands, you might feel a little bit spread thin. So before you know it, you're neglecting your workouts altogether. And that's not really going to be beneficial for you and your energy and your ability to really show up for your family and for yourself because you're just going to be so limited with energy and it might even be impacting your sleep and and there's a variety of things. And I I want to help you avoid that at all costs. Now, there are several reasons for us neglecting our workouts altogether from maybe not feeling like you have the time to work out or maybe not even feeling like you have the energy to work out, quite frankly, because you might also not know what to do in your workout, or you might not even feel like this is a common reason. You might feel uh, a little all or nothing, a little bit of a perfection complex here, which is very typical for, I'd say most people, myself included, honestly, but you might feel like if you don't finish a grueling workout, then you didn't work out at all. Or if you didn't finish your whole workout, then, you know, that wasn't a workout. That was just crappy. It was just, it was just minimum effort. And I, I really want us to get away from that type of thinking because thinking that you are not doing enough, screw that BS. Like you don't need that in your life. And I don't know why we think it's okay to just say, oh, well, we're not really working out. Well, doing something is a hell of a lot better than doing nothing most of the time. And I will say, you know, sitting on your sofa and scrolling, doom scrolling on your phone or on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, that's not going to be advantageous for you either. So it's one of those situations where you kind of have to pick what's the best, what's the better option. And honestly, like a 10 minute workout is probably going to make you feel a hell of a lot better than just doom scrolling or, you know, shopping online or doing other things that are, are potential coping mechanisms. Not to say that those are, are bad things. Those are easy things to do. And sometimes just the effort that it takes to actually do a workout is that much more than really what you might want. And I'm, I'm going to give you a few tips today that will hopefully help you kind of break down, you know, how you can get these workouts done when your time is extremely limited. And I do want to give you a little news flash before I even dive into this. The number of calories that you have burned or the intensity of your workout, those things have absolutely 
fucking nothing to do with the effectiveness of your workout. My most effective workouts are the, honestly, the shit that's kind of boring. Um, you know, the, the things that include prehab stuff that really strengthen my shoulders, like things that I'm, I'm really slowing down my tempo and I'm really, I'm like pausing in my squats and it's a hell of a lot better than me busting out a hundred squats. You know, me doing four sets of, of five reps of, of heavier squats, that's going to be a burner, you know, compared to just a hundred like seamless squats or trying to do them unbroken. I mean, you're not going to do them unbroken, but you know, just trying to do a hundred squats for time, uh, for example. Yeah, you're going to get a workout either way, but the stimulus will be a little bit different. But I will say you're not going to completely fry yourself uh, doing one of those workouts, which is more of a strength-oriented workout. So please, please just remember the number of calories that you burned or the intensity of your workout, those things literally have nothing to do with the effectiveness of your workout. So that is one way that you can just let go, let go of that BS that we're telling ourselves that, that, uh, that dialogue, that internal dialogue that you have going on in your head that, you know, it's either all or nothing. I have to do either all of the workout that I have planned today or that my coach has planned for me, or I do nothing at all. And that's just, just not the case. You know, I I will go ahead and say like my time's been really limited lately, just kind of prepping for going and visiting family for the holidays and things like that. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm only able to get in a core workout or like some planks at lunchtime or just something kind of simple. And honestly, yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm, you know, doing too much, but let me tell you, I feel a lot better actually when I do it. And I feel like I've given myself some time and attention that I need it so badly during my day when things are just kind of going sideways or schedules really full. So like I said earlier, if anything Remember, it's actually a lot better to get some sort of movement in rather than nothing at all, because doing laps on the sofa is not going to be conducive to your goals more than likely. Um, so I want you to think about how good you'll feel after the workout, even if it's just a quick 10 to 15 minute workout. That's also another way to kind of keep yourself motivated or encourage yourself to to work out because you know how I feel about motivation. It doesn't really exist or rather it's a fleeting, a fleeting feeling. It does exist, but it's just a fleeting feeling. And it's very, it's very undependable. Uh, we really shouldn't depend on, on motivation because it's like chasing a white rabbit. Um, but yeah, do remind yourself how you're going to feel after you work out. And I feel like if, if you hold on to that feeling, that's really what's going to help drive you. So my first tip, drum roll. If, uh, if your strength or intervals workout that you have planned for that day, say it's supposed to take maybe an hour, right? Then I want you to look at it and I want you to select however many rounds you're able to fit in, in your intervals. And I want you to just get it done. So if you're maybe not able to do five of those intervals, screw it. It's fine. Just get at least two of the intervals in as long as you're warming up effectively and then giving yourself a few moments to let your heart rate go back down to your baseline that's going to be a good workout because you've gotten at least a couple of those intervals in. Okay. Uh, plus you're going to feel, you're going to feel hella good after the bike intervals. Um, maybe not in the moment, but you'll feel good afterwards. And same thing with the strength workout. If you have more of a strength specific workout, then choose the main lift that you have that day. Maybe it's squats, deadlifts, some sort of press row, whatever it is, and then choose however many accessory movements that you can fit in after that or before it, you know, if you want to use the accessory workouts to warm up. Um, or I mean, hell just aim for a damn simple core workout. 
you know, choose something. I'm hitting the microphone. I apologize. Choose something simple, you know, a simple routine of maybe an AMRAP of, well, mm, hold on, pause. An AMRAP, in case you don't know, is as, doing as many reps or rounds as possible. Usually it's rounds and reps as possible in a certain period of time. So say you only have 10 minutes, right? Oh, I love, I fucking love AMRAPs. Say you only have like 10 minutes to work out. Great. Set the timer for literally 10 minutes. And then I want you to do 10 minute AMRAP. So as many rounds and reps as possible of maybe, um, let's see, I, I suggested a core workout. So let's just say 10 to 20 sit-ups, just regular sit-ups. It's fine. You can flex your spine. It's okay. Unless you have a, a spine injury, um, but do 10 to 20 sit-ups and do a plank hold for 15 to 30 seconds, you know, whatever is comfortable for you. And it's going to be challenging as you progress through the 10 minutes. And then, um, let's do some sort of like twisting movement. So let's just do good old school Russian twists. So maybe 20 to 30 Russian twists. Boom. Do 10 minutes of that. You're going to be screaming. You're probably going to be screaming after about, you know, maybe five minutes of that, honestly. So then you can maybe even mix it up or you could do a Tabata style, which is eight rounds of, um, Oh God, I'm blanking right now. It's like 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest. So you're basically going movement to movement every 30 seconds, you know, because 20 plus 10 seconds, that's obviously 30 seconds, but yeah, you're just going through and it's such a fun way to just get some work done. And, you know, and and with Tabata stuff, you can do four rounds of it. You can do eight rounds of it. I mean, honestly, you can technically do Tabata style really however however many rounds you want to do, because here's the thing. I know that, you know, Tabata has a certain definition, but again, I want you to get away from thinking of perfection. You know, I want you to get away from thinking, oh, I didn't do a full Tabata cycle. You know, if I didn't, if I didn't actually do, you know, the eight rounds of 20 seconds on 10 seconds off, fuck it. It's fine. No one's there judging you. I mean, maybe your dog is. I know my dog judges me all the time when I'm working out, but no one's sitting there judging you and you're not going to be labeled good or bad for having done the eight rounds of Tabata or not. And I mean, again, just stop with this silly shit that you're telling yourself because I feel like you're just doing yourself a disservice by thinking that, oh, I didn't really get a good workout in, you know, like it could have been better um, and yada, yada. So again, that's just a simple example. So think of it like a Tabata situation, um, which only literally takes a few minutes. I mean, literally eight rounds of 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. You can even go longer if you want to, I don't care. Um, But it's so simple. Or you could do a 10 minute AMRAP. Or if you have like just five minutes, do a five minute AMRAP. I don't care, just get the work done. Um, I know one thing that, uh, one of my business coaches is actually doing right, right now, Shantae, she, she is also having a difficult time just with schedule and, you know, she has a couple launches going on. So what they're doing is basically at the end of the day, they're, they're focusing on doing like 10 minutes of kettlebell swings, I think is what she's finishing off her day with or something like that or 50 kettlebell swings. So she gives herself a goal. Like she wasn't able to do her typical lifting session, which probably takes about an hour. So instead she's just going to at night, like literally before bed, she'll go out and do like 50 kettlebell swings or, you know, 10 minutes of kettlebell swings, whatever the hell it is. Right. And I mean, if you've ever done a kettlebell swing, that's a good workout. You're really doing a great hip hinge movement, getting some glute workout, uh, hamstrings, low back, core. I mean, 
everything, your shoulders, your grip, it's working a lot of stuff, which is one reason why I love kettlebells. Um, but you know, again, that's, that's an effective workout and that doesn't even involve any deadlifts or squatting or anything like that. Although it does include a hinging movement, which is a lot like a deadlift, but still it's, that is just a sample. That's just an idea of what to do. And really the goal here is to get in what you're able to fit in with your energy and time schedule. Full stop. All right. So that was my first tip. Pick however much you can do, however many rounds you can do, and just get it done. Maybe do an AMRAP. Do something simple. Second tip. Uh, Obviously, this tip is what's going to make it happen. And this would be to choose the best time of day for you to get a short workout in. And I've said this before on at least one other podcast episode, if not two, because if this is a theme, this is a theme. You cannot force a square peg into a round hole. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could, but let's just not because it's exhausting. So let's have you pick the time of day that's going to be better, better for you. You know, mornings, obviously, those are usually best for most people because guess what? You're not, you're not really able to push off your workout and ignore it because you're just getting it done literally first thing in the morning before you get distracted by work or before you get exhausted by work or the kids or whatever. And I also do understand on the other hand that not everyone is a morning person. Not everyone can really work out in the morning. I know for me, like I definitely cannot do CrossFit in the morning uh, or anything super intense. I can do my intervals in the morning. Like that's fine, but I'm also fasted if I'm doing a morning workout. So that's the other thing is I don't really enjoy working out fasted. Uh, I get a little cranky pants, but I'll do it. I'll do it if I have to. Um, and then right after I'm going to like go down in the kitchen in my biking kit from my indoor trainer and I'll literally make, make breakfast in my bibs. I do not care. Uh, and when I say bibs, if you're not a cyclist, I don't mean like a baby bib (laughs) to catch my drool. I mean like my bib shorts that I wear my biking shorts. So just to make, just to make that clarification for you. Um, but yeah, pick the time of day. So if, if mornings are out for you, fine, pick, pick after work. If that is cool for you, the thing with after work workouts is go for it. But I want you to be sure that you stop checking your email and your texts from your colleagues and things like that, or turn off Slack. Oh my God, Slack. I, I mean, Slack is equally amazing. Like I fucking, I, I love Slack, but it's also distracting as hell, especially if you have it on your desktop. So turn off Slack. <laughs> I know it's hard. You know, it's hard, but turn off Slack, turn off your email, you know, even put your phone. Now the new phone, like if you have an iPhone, you can do these focus hours, which is awesome. Um, which I don't have notifications on my phone on anyways. Like literally if I see something in Instagram or, or Facebook or email, it's only because I'm actively in that app at that time. Uh, which is pretty cool. Cause actually a lot of my clients usually are on at the same time. So it's actually perfect because <laughs> we're usually messaging each other at the same time. Um, but you know, just to let you all know, like I'm only on there usually for 10 minutes at a time. So I promise you, if I leave a message unanswered or unread, it's, it's because I literally logged off. Like I was on for 10 minutes and I logged off, uh, cause I'm trying to avoid the, uh, the scroll dooming and <laughs> the doom scrolling of death. Um, but I want you to just promise that if you do a workout after work, you're going to stop checking your email for 
at least 15 to 30 minutes before you leave. Because you know how that is. Your colleague's always going to drop in your inbox. Hey, do you have do you have five minutes? Can you chat? Can you swing by? And that five-minute conversation is never five minutes. It's going to be 30 minutes. And I'm only saying this because I used to work in corporate. I totally get it. And even if you're working from home, that shit still happens. Like it, it still happens. Like I still, I personally still experience that working from home uh, in corporate setting because I was working from home actually years ago when I was working in corporate and you know, it's the same thing. Um, but it's very, that was very typical in our industry, you know, biotech industry, because we, we constantly had to address, you know, FDA filings and things like that. So just promise that you'll stop checking email and you'll stop getting distracted by your work at least 15 to 30 minutes before you want to leave to go to the gym bonus points is if you have a gym at your at your place of work or if you're working from home then you just go out to your your home gym i mean whatever you whatever you have whatever is easiest for you but i just want you to set those boundaries because setting those boundaries around work and expectations is going to be incredibly important um now if you do work out or if you do work from home see if you can also get in a lunchtime workout because lunchtime workouts are, are freaking amazing to me, whenever I've had the chance to do a, a, a workout right around lunchtime, I find it refreshes me. It energizes me like so much more for the rest of the day. And you'll find that you might even finish the day even stronger. Some people, you know, they might find that they sleep better. Some people might also find that it might impact their sleep. But sometimes people also find that if they work out or they bike ride or do whatever intervals right before bed, that can obviously also impact their sleep as well. So just something to think about. Third tip, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the first tip, um, but the third tip is to do movement snacks. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, and I will keep saying this. This is going to be the hill that I will like die on. But movement snacks are a thing. And I mean, hell, I like snacks. So I'll call anything snacks. But movement snacks are an amazing thing. And I'm going to keep repeating it because it, it works. Basically, movement snacks are when you take a break throughout the day to get a part of your workout finished. Now, obviously, this isn't conducive to like sprinting workouts because if you're sprinting, like whether it's on the bike or running or doing hills, actually hills might might be better for you than on flat ground sprinting. Um, but sprinting, you're more susceptible to injury because of the load that you're placing on your body. So I just want you to be cautious. Like I would not suggest doing movement snacks for sprint workouts, unless maybe you do like a hill, a hill sprint workout, and maybe you walk up and down the hill like a couple times, just kind of warm up. And the reason for that is, especially if you're running in sprints, you can strain your hamstring a little bit more easily. So just again, be cautious and, um, and you know, on the bike, doing bike interval sprints for like 10 minutes, uh, I just don't recommend it. You know, it's one of those things where I want you to be nice and warmed up and I want your joints, ligament, ligaments, and tendons to just be nice and toasty and warm. That way you can reduce your injury. Um, but you can obviously sneak in a five, maybe even a 10 minute core session followed by maybe an other break for upper body, like doing an upper body superset or, or a giant set excuse me, a superset or giant set, which is basically anywhere between two and four movements. So two movements is, is technically a superset. Anything more than two movements is called a giant set. We get, we sometimes get lazy and we just call everything a superset. Um, so it's, it's two to four movements and they're basically done in sequence. And, oh, let me go ahead and share. I have a fav, an absolute favorite right now. 
that I'm doing in the Shred Strong program. And I mean, when I say favorite, I'm saying it's awful, uh, but it makes my makes my shoulders feel amazing. And as you know, or maybe you don't know, I uh, severely injured my right shoulder in a mountain biking crash in a race a couple of years ago. I guess it's been yeah about two and a half years ago or so. Um, tore my labrum, you know, messed up my rotator cuff, messed up my C5 and C6 in my neck. Like it was kind of, it was, it was a stupid accident. It was just stupid. It was like dumb. Um, but you know, I'm super manned out and kind of caught that, that shoulder. So I'm really hickey about shoulder movements and I'm really in the shred strong program. I'm really selective about making sure that my folks, my athletes are, are really dialing in, getting those shoulders as strong as freaking possible. So Anyways, this uh, giant set, technically a giant set, because it has three movements. It includes um, dumbbell shoulder press. So you're pressing the, the dumbbells overhead. Really try to drive through your elbows, just so that way you can engage your serratus and other, other muscles around the shoulder for stability. But I'm doing a dumbbell shoulder press, heavier. So you're starting off with a heavier weight, and you're doing... I can't remember how many reps I have the folks doing, but I'm trying to get them to be right, right in the beginning, about three to four reps in reserve. So they feel like they have three to four reps left before they fail. Uh, and then as the program progresses, I'm getting them down to like one to two reps in reserve or RIR. And, you know, so they're doing, I'm trying to remember the reps. I think it's like eight to 12 reps. But again, heavier dumbbell shoulder press. And then I'm following that by some lateral raises because that is going to be a common position that you're going to put your arm out to catch falls and also to help move, you know, be able to move your handlebars left and right. I loved lateral raises. I've been programming them for ages, uh, especially for, you know, my, my mountain bikers, including rows. I also love rows. Rows are necessary. Um, but with the next sequence of lateral raises, they're doing about the same rep scheme, but possibly a lighter weight because you can always press more than you can raise laterally or away from you. So a shoulder lateral raise, and then I've, I'm having them follow that with some like bent over reverse flies or some rows. It just kind of depends on where we're at in the cycle. And let me tell you that it gets spicy. And because the last set or the last, yeah, the last exercise, those, you know, reverse flies or, well, rows, they're able to lift more, but finishing off with a reverse fly really helps to, um, work all of those tiny, you know, stability muscles in your shoulder. And that's what you need when you're on the bike, because man, stuff can get really dicey. And this little giant set superset, you know, it gets spicy on purpose because it, I want my athletes to feel that point of fatigue and I want them to be able to tolerate it really well. That way, when they feel it on the bike, it's, it's NBD, you know, no big deal. They're, they're, they're good. They're feeling strong. They're feeling capable because that is where the confidence comes and that's where they're feeling really strong on and off the bike. All right. So, you know, movement snacks, just look at your workout that you have planned for that day. You know, maybe do, um, the main lifts that's going to take your longest thing, you know, your longest period of time. So you might save the main lift for your, whenever you are able to actually devote a good amount of workout to, um, you know, especially if you do go heavier and then by main lift, I mean, you know, if you're doing the presses, the squats, the deadlifts, things like that. Um, but then other than that, just 
choose some accessory movements and do them as a movement snack throughout the day. Again, five to 10 minutes, maybe get through in some core, whatever's good for you. All right. Uh, the fourth and final tip that I have here is to get an accountability buddy. Choose a friend or someone in your life that is strapped for time, just like you are. And promise to text one another your plans for the week and make sure it gets done. Then you can also go in and check in with one another to make sure that the, you know the workout got completed and all this other stuff. And you can also vent to one another and really share the highs and lows together because accountability is absolutely magical. You, you can also hire a coach to help you with this as well. I know that's something that I do because I, I do work with a lot of busy professionals. Some of them also own their own business and you know, shit can go sideways. And I just try to make things as clear and as accessible for folks as much as I possibly can. And that's the whole goal to have, why you should have a coach, you know, besides progression, but it's also just accountability and to kind of bounce ideas off of, but you can also do that with a friend, you know, and, and I really, really swear by this. So just to recap real quick, first tip was, you know, if your strength or intervals workout is supposed to take an hour that day, then look at it and select however many rounds that you're able to get done, or maybe just choose the main lift of the day or however many accessory movements that you can fit in in maybe 30 minutes and do that. Or you can do an AMRAP, you can do just something fun, something fun and spicy, a tapata, whatever it is. Second tip, choose the best time of day for you to get a short workout in. That will ensure that you can actually get it done. Earlier in the day is probably going to be better just because you'll minimize distractions and all this other stuff. Third tip kind of goes along with number one, but it's movement snacks. So if you're not able to get in a 20 to 30 or 40 minutes chunk of a workout out of a 60 minute workout, then just do movement snacks, break it up, break it up in five to 10 minute, you know, sequences and get after it. And then my fourth and final tip was to get an accountability buddy, whether that's a friend, family member, or possibly even a coach doesn't really matter. I just want you to get it done. <laughs> so I hope that this has helped you a lot. Friends, I'm so incredibly grateful to have you listen in today. And if you did find this helpful, then please do share it on the show socials and, and do subscribe. It really means so much for me to have your support. And I hope you do have a beautiful day. But before we drop off here, I do have to make a plug for the Shred Strong program that I talked about earlier. If you're interested in learning more, check the link in the bio. This is the same program that I do. And it's my signature program that I'm doing. It's a year-round program. I always suggest at least six months devoted to it. That way you can really start to feel and see a difference as long as you keep showing up. But it includes three workouts a week. One of those are, is optional. Plus you get an interval workout on the bike or off the bike. Uh, and you get mobility sequences, which I know is not something that's really offered in any other program. And I think that it's incredibly important for you to work on those ranges of motion in your, in your variety of body parts, because it, it helps you become a more impactful and more comfortable and less painful mountain biker and human. And I, I think that's incredibly important just for your health and, you know, well-being overall. So check the link in the show notes to read all of the FAQs and of course to join the Shred Strong program. Now I'm only allowing a few more folks to join the next phase that starts on January 10th. So hop on in. I'd love to work with you. And the deadline to join is January 7th, just before midnight Pacific time. Again, if you have any questions, just again, hit the, hit the link in the show notes. 
see if you have any questions and my emails at the bottom. If you have any, if you do have any questions that I can help answer. So please be sure this week, I want you to promise me to fill your cup up first friends, you know, take just a few minutes today to work out for yourself or maybe tomorrow and do something for yourself because gosh, you're going to realize you have so much more energy to give out to the world and your family and loved ones once you fill up your cup first. Okay. Anyways, have a beautiful day and happy holidays. I hope you've had a great holiday season so far. Um, I think the day that this is going to drop might be the first day of Kwanzaa. So we might've just missed, we might've just missed Christmas, but I hope you all are finding yourselves healthy and happy and, uh, yeah. And strong as hell. <laughs> Bye.